Welcome, everyone, to CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's award-winning podcast and also Columbus's first business-focused podcast. Our show was presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. My name is Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, where we bring you unique and truly impactful stories directly from leaders right here in our Central Ohio business community. We are coming to you from our home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center, a collaborative space for students and faculty to study music, film, creative writing, and digital media. We're excited to tell some pretty incredible stories through this platform. Today, we're sitting down with Tom Harris, Senior Vice President at CGI. Tom has developed business application systems for more than 35 years. Prior to January of 2021, Tom was the chief executive officer and owner of HMB for more than 27 years. Over those years, he has served in a variety of leadership roles while growing the company to more than $65 million in revenue at its peak. CGI was founded in 1976 and is among the largest IT and business consulting services firms in the world. They deliver IT solutions for customers, whether it be taking care of all their IT systems or building new ones. They tend to do it all. The name CGI, I'm going to try this, is the French acronym for Conseillers and Gastion et Informatique, which means Information Systems and Management Consultants. In English, the acronym stands for Consultants to Government and Industry. Tom, I made it through that. Welcome to the show. I, I'm not a French lesson person, but there you go. I tried it today. And I can verify I took French in eighth grade. And you, it was perfect. Okay. Well, your eighth grade education on that language, I'll, I'll take that compliment from you as a gal who took Spanish most of her life. Thank you for being here today and for sitting down with me. Really appreciate it. We're going to talk about HMB and those 27 years that I mentioned in just a minute. But first of all, tell me a little bit more about all of these years in technology and in the central Ohio region and, and how it's impacted you. Let's, let's start there first. Well, I feel very, very blessed. Um, to have grown up in Columbus, lived here almost my entire life, um, and to start a business in Columbus. And I kind of feel like had I been somewhere else, my path would be very different. Columbus has a way of embracing people in the business community. Um, there's this thing that called the Columbus Way, and people talk about it. And you can pretty much get a meeting with just about anybody, any executive in town. They'll open their door. They'll talk to you. They'll coach you. They'll offer to meet with you on a monthly basis. And, and they want genuinely want to see you succeed. I was a recipient of that. And I, I was very, um, I was shocked, but I was also very humbled by it. And as I go forward in my career, uh, the next phase, that's, I want to be that. I want to be that for someone else. And so I think that's really cool. Can I ask you who were some of those people and what exactly they did for you in those moments you were starting out all those years ago? You know, there were some executives from Worthington Industries. There was executives from my top competitors who were opening their doors and their secret sauce and you know, what led them to success, failures they've had. And they shared that kind of information openly. Wow. And it, yeah, it was really, it was really cool. And again, it was really a lot. It's kind of how we're wired here. Um, and, and then you look at Columbus, you look at where we're at today, the economy is exploding in Columbus in a very positive way. We all know about Intel coming here and all the development, but it is just, this region has flourished over the years, city, county, state government, you know, the Ohio State University, name one, capital, again, the number of headquarters in, on the, you know, in the private sector that are here 
it is a very balanced economy. And through all these ups and downs all these years, Columbus has just thrived. And now we're getting ready to take off. We really are. And so the need for IT solutions has just continued to grow over the years as well. So I love the story that you had competitors that even embraced you and told you their stories because they saw the need that was ramping up, basically, is is my guess. So HMB was required by CGI in January of 2021. And this was obviously a really important decision for you. So tell me a little bit about the work you had been doing at HMB in that time and really what brought you to the decision to go through with this acquisition. We had started our company in 94 and we started it with a very simple phrase and it was treat people like you want to be treated. I know it sounds corny sometimes, but that's how we grew up. It's what we believed in. Um, I met Pat Brennan and John Mackesy back in 1992. We worked for another consulting company, a small one here in town. And as we got closer and started talking, we realized, hey, we can do this. This is something we want to do. And we believe there's a better way and not to disparage my old company. But we just thought there's winners and losers and it doesn't have to be that way. And so we just believed in treating people the right way and knowing that that will bring culture, that will bring an attitude into the business world. And we just basically, I mean, we had no business plan. We just kind of jumped into this. And um, I know our wives weren't particularly thrilled (laughs) at the time, but they were very supportive. Um, And my wife actually, my wife Jody actually worked in the business for the early years and appreciated that help. It was really fun for a number of years. We got to a point over those 27 years where we felt we had kind of taken the business as far as we could take it. We were running into competition that we couldn't overcome. We couldn't necessarily win big projects. We didn't have offshore or we didn't have enough vertical experience or we didn't have, quite frankly, enough technology depth and experience to compete with the big players in the market. And so we have people aspiring to, to climb the ladder, to climb the technology ladder, what have you, in their careers, and they're limited because we couldn't win all those types of projects they want to win. So we felt at that time, very, very difficult decision, but we felt it was time for us to look for the next phase of our company. And CGI was a company that we came to know and, and felt our values aligned and that was a big, big part of it. Um, and, and as we, you know, no merger or acquisitions perfect, but we felt this was in the best interest of us and our company and our individuals. And, 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 you know, looking back, I feel like we made a pretty good decision. Well, if you've lived by the golden rule for decades inside a company and want to do the best thing for your employees, then you're going to be the type of leader that looks for the best company to come in. How do you put your pick me sign out, right? How did you go about that after you knew that that was the right thing to do? I'm just curious. How does one go about doing that? Well, back to the Columbus way. I went and talked to people that I trusted and I said, hey, we're contemplating what the next phase looks like. You know, we've never done this before. This is our baby. We, we don't want to screw this up. So we went out and seeked a lot of advice. And I think that really helped give us guidance on where we could go or how to go about it and, and find some professional help. And then once you get the word out kind of behind those scenes. In that particular industry? People, people start calling. Because, and, and quite frankly, 
HMB was a pretty good thing here in central Ohio. I mean, we were, we were, um, you had a reputation. We had a great reputation. We did. And we were actually in Louisville, Kentucky as well. And I learned it's not Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. It's Louisville. Like you've got <laughs> marbles in your mouth. Yes, it is. So I did learn that. So it took me about a year, but I think we became something that people were pursuing. Some companies were pursuing, some weren't, some were. And, and that gave us some opportunity to kind of pick and choose. And again, I think for us, the value aligning was really, really important. We were a company that we always put our consultants first and CGI does that. And they talk about that. And that was very, very, very important. And we've seen that. Talk they, the talk, walk the walk. They have, they really have. And and there were some, particularly in that first year, there was a lot of difficult situations, a lot of emotions for all of us. And they followed through on every single one of them. They saw it through and it was, it was special to see that. Talk to me a little bit more about CGI, the services you offer now and why this size and this type of respected firm being here in Columbus is so important. Well, in the intro, you gave a little information. CGI has been around since 1976. They started out in Montreal, Canada, and they are now one of the largest firms in the, in the world over 90,000 employees worldwide. And one of the things they believe in is immersing themselves in a city, in a metro, in a community. And one of the models that, one of the components of the model that I really liked was, look, you're going to become part of CGI, but you're going to stay in Columbus. You're going to run Columbus. You're going to, you know the market. Your people understand the market. You understand the clients. We're now behind you offering all this expertise, all these assets that we can now help you still, you, you run it, but you're going to have all this army of people behind you. And that, that, that's really, was really telling. Even as large as we are, we're not great at everything. We're very, very good at a lot of things and we're excellent at many things, but we don't do everything. There's so, you know, there's so much there's within so that much. Absolutely. industry, right? But in cybersecurity is a great example. Great. We don't hardly touch it. It's just not something we do. So we, we have partners that do that, but mm -hmm. that's not what we do. But kind of back to the point, I think the way CGI immerses themselves in the community to just not be a vendor, but to be a community partner is something that we were trying to do as a small company and weren't very impactful. But now we're doing things. We, we put, you know, we spent a bunch of money last year and did an IT girls challenge with the Columbus city schools. Oh, that's awesome. And this is a 12 week program mentoring of all these, you know, young ladies in high school with, and it was, it was awesome. And people got involved in it. You know, it was rocky and it was, you know, it was, it was very imperfect, but it was the kind of stuff that CGI wants to do and encourages us to do. And now we have the muscle, if you will, to do it. What are some of the things that you're great at? What are some of the services you're great and good at? So you were saying cybersecurity, you have partners that you can work with that, but what are some of the services that you guys really value and, and care about and really deliver white glove service on? So I'll get a little technical, but uh, you know, system integration work, which is your big transformational type of projects, taking you know, a company that maybe has some outdated systems, modernizing that, transforming their business, through technology, that that's probably our bread and butter. We also compete very well in managed services, which is a lot of outsourcing types of activities. Um, that's something that we 
um, really have a backbone to the organization and do very, very well worldwide, quite frankly. And, and then lastly, we have whole truckload of software products that have come through acquisition or we've built something for a customer and then we productized it. So we, they have a whole, again, a whole solutions for companies. It sounds absolutely. like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, where we came from in our early days was, Hey, what do you want? We'll build it. And at some point there are better solutions than just custom build. And therefore having some kind of a solution that's it's a product that can you can layer in and it works. And a customer then typically saves a lot of money yeah. um, and, and are happier in the long run. So uh, CGI does a whole gamut of things, but those are probably the, the things we do the best. You were alluding to this a little bit earlier that the, the first year isn't easy after an acquisition, even with a great company in terms of that acquisition. Tell me a little bit more about what you've learned, some of the challenges, some of the successes since starting with CGI. Well, that probably was one of the hardest six months of my life. If you recall from the calendar, we were you know six months into the COVID and the lockdowns and all that. We were. And so I had to stand in front of a camera and a laptop and tell you know, 280 people that we've just been acquired by... CGI. And I couldn't see only the eight people up on the team screen and that's it. And I, I guess in my older age, by the way, I'm a crier now. I'm not sure where this came from. I'm watching, you know, Top Gun Maverick and I start crying. So it doesn't have to be, you know, sound of music. Yeah, I cry. So <laughs> we'll try to not take you there this Thank evening. You. But, <laughs> but it was difficult keeping it together and not being able to see people and not being able to just look people in the eye. And that was really hard. So it started out like that. And so we went through this whole process of converting into a new company virtually. Everything was done via teams. We didn't kind of a funny story. I know from the podcast, you won't know this, but I'm six foot five. The first employee we ever hired was six, seven. It just turns out that our management team, minus one lady who wasn't quite this tall, our management team average height is about six three or six four. Really, and and it's just kind of a coincidence. Yeah. So the first time we met our CGI leadership from Pittsburgh and Virginia in person, they were like, "What the heck?" It's like I didn't know this was a basketball team. <laughs> So it was just, it was, there was a lot of weird moments because you just didn't have a chance to see, to get together with people. Right. And therefore, again, when, when, when a company is sold, when there are employees and leaders and owners that have all had their blood, sweat, and tears in this for years and years and years in the trenches together as one giant team, and now something changes. And it, it, for some people, that was very difficult. For others, they were happy. Some weren't sure and some weren't very happy and that was tough. And we had to manage through that. We had to manage through that this first six to eight months. And I really, really appreciated everyone's perspective. I, I get it. And, and I've been in those, I've seen it, witnessed it. I understand it. I was very thrilled to see the people who leaned in, who, who at least said, look, I'm going to give it six months. See how it we'll goes. See. Right. And many of those people are flourishing today. 
they're doing really well. What do you feel beyond dabbing at your eyes now and again? What do you feel you really learned from those six months as a leader? I learned that you can't predict everything that's going to happen and you can't be prepared for everything, but you have to be prepared for anything. And I'm somebody who, and, and, and that's probably a little bit of a change in the last year, but I'm somebody who took everything home. I was, I was, on, I, I did my stuff on the weekend. I mean, if, if somebody was upset about something or a client, I, I owned it. And in those six months, I think it was really important that, our, that, that myself, John Mackesy, who also went through this, and other leaders owned it and were there and showed up. And I think that's probably um, the biggest thing. And it was just showing up and being there and being active and just dealing with, with whatever came. I'm hearing maybe tones of release of control, which can be sometimes hard when we want things to be perfect or we want a leader that has everything turn out exactly the way our employees would like to have it. Am I, am I sensing that correctly or? <clears throat> well, a little bit. Okay. I, I, I do. I am someone who believes in planning and believes in, in, in orchestrating, but I'm also somebody who believes in empowering others and let people make decisions as they see fit and make mistakes. I'm a pretty humble person. So I, I've always kind of said, look, I'm really lucky to be in, in this game with everybody, but I don't have all the answers, um, but I'm going to be, we're going to do this together. And I think that it was always our leadership style was we were, we admitted we don't have all the answers, but we said, look, we're going to do this together and we'll figure it out together. And when we fall down and skin our knees, we're going to get up and we're going to, we're going to do it together and we'll make us, we'll make this happen. And I think that persistence is, it was, was a key thing for us, but it's kind of, again, I kind of go back to, we're pretty honest about who we are. Yeah. And I think people respect that. Was there any secret sauce that you brought from HMB? You know, I keep going back to people yeah. and, and talking about treating people right, those kinds of concepts. But it's more than that. It's, it's also about, I use the word empowerment and trust and giving people enough rope to go do their thing. And you, you can't, you asked about control. You can't control everything. And the more you try and the tighter you try and grip it, I think it was a 38 special song, you know, <laughs> hold on loosely. I believe in that. And my management style is kind of like that. It's like, look, you know that better than I do. You make the decision. Do you have any advice for companies trying to build a better work culture, given all that we've talked about with winning with people, the golden rule? What what guidance would you give for companies that want to improve from work? Well, I think everybody needs to realize they're in the service industry, whether they're selling widgets or people or they don't think they're selling anything, they are. And I think everyone needs to understand that that. All business is people business. And the more you have relationships, invest in relationships, ask questions and listen, and then actually care about what, what your person that you're working with is telling you, whether it's, it could be work-related, it could be personal, that builds a culture of, of I don't want to say culture of caring per se, but a, a culture that we're, that, that we're, 
we care about each other. And, and therefore, what our job is, we're going to care about that a little bit more. We're going to own that a little bit more. The outcome matters to us a little bit more because we've got a relationship. And I think that the most successful businesses have a killer culture that just goes down the line. Because your people are showing up wanting to do their best on a daily basis because they feel they're getting that back from the culture and from leadership. It matters to them. It does. I used to say, Mikhail, I used to say this all the time and I still did. said, look, I know everyone in our company can go out and get a job somewhere else and probably get a 15 to 20% pay increase, but they're not doing it. And there's a reason for that. And that, and that culture component is, was the reason. You have been involved in various leadership board positions. I mean, I'm looking at a list that I have right here, everything from Smart Columbus um, to Sports Medicine over at OSU, um, Legatus, if I'm saying that correctly, is that right? That's correct. Legatus, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very evident here. Why is it important for you to also invest in various companies and boards your time? Well, it kind of gets back to something we touched on earlier. For, so, so running a business... You've got your head, you know, in the sand. Well, that's a, that's probably a bad example. You, you've got your head in the business. You are working day and night to, to develop this business, grow this business, support this business. You're in it, is you're what you're trying it. to you're say. In you're it to in win it. it. Yeah. In it to win it. And you get to a point where you start to say, well, what's more? You know, what's more? What, you know, and, and I take great pride in saying I'm from Columbus, you know, when, when people for years would say, where, you know, you'd have some chitter chatter with somebody, you'd say, well, where are you from? they say, whatever. And I'd say, well, I'm from Columbus. And I made a point to never say Columbus, Ohio. Because for a while, people would challenge, like, well, Columbus, Indiana, Columbus, Georgia. And I was like, no, Columbus, Ohio. And I don't get that question anymore. When I say Columbus. They know where you're from. I'm proud of it. I really am. And I, you know, there's been so many great people and great leaders in central Ohio for so many years. We're very, very fortunate, but I'm proud to be from here. How can I help? What can I do? How do I put myself out there that I can help the community in some way, shape or form? And so I just started kind of getting involved in little things here and there. And I found out that I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed meeting new people. I enjoyed hearing different people's perspective. I really enjoyed getting involved with the Columbus Chamber. Yeah, and you're involved with the Workforce Committee. Why did you choose that one? That one, there's something personal for me there. I've seen people that don't have the same opportunity as others, and and I, I, I care about that. And Workforce is a way to help open up some pathways to give more people more opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, we, one of the things that COVID has done is kind of knocked down some of those walls that, hey, if you want to be in technology, you got to go to a four-year school and get a degree, and then someone's going to hire you. I think that the new pathways, and I think Columbus State is a leader in some of the programs they're putting together, whether they're one- or two-year programs, boot camps, other ways to get into technology. And technology today isn't just the old school of a bunch of programmers, that's not it at all. Almost every job has some technology component to it. And I believe 
that we got to open up more, expose more people to it, provide easier pathways to get more people in the workforce and not just technology, but, but all across the board. You collaborated or the Chamber and the Educational Service Center of Central Ohio actually collaborated to offer Educator Boot Camp. You jumped in. You were an early adopter in June of this year. And, and what you're saying speaks to this. Would you encourage other businesses to participate? And what would you say about it? We're seeing it grow. And, and, and ironically, we were doing this before the, um, the, the partnership with the Chamber. And it just so happened we had done this at Otterbein, had hosted Westerville, Westerville City Schools. Um, we had approached another school system and just did this program on our own. And when, when I was talking to um, the representatives, representatives from the Columbus Chamber, we were talking about this and it kind of like, well, let's do this together. And so we started this program. And now I think the last one, there was about six different, you know, one was a construction, one was healthcare. Um, one might've been something else. So it's been something that is growing because there, there are so many job opportunities and career opportunities that people just don't know or understand about. So the more awareness we can provide at an early age, we're talking middle school, high school, the more we can do that, that's, that's, a, that's a win for everybody. It is. What's next for you in CGI, do you think? You know, it's been, um, it's been a fun run for me. Um, and as a former owner of the, the prior business, my goal has been to set others up for the long run. A lot of people did a lot for me over those years. And now my job and my goal is to set them up. And that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still working because I want to see them be successful. I mean, I know their, you know, we know their families. We've seen them have kids. It's, it, it's very personal to us. So our senior leadership team, that's our number one goal. We got to set others up for long-term success. The next generation of IT expertise here in Columbus. Absolutely. And beyond, given your connection to the greater company. So one of the reasons we like to have conversations like this is we want to hear like what you're loving right now. And it could be you're reading a book, maybe there's a podcast. Is there something that before we go that you want to share with folks that's really lighting a fire for you right now? Well, I just started using Instagram, so I'm a little behind. (laughs) Uh, have you guys heard of Instagram? We're looking at our student production crew. I'll, I'll show it to you afterwards. <laughs> um, you know, I have not, I, I'm not a reader. Um, but one of the things I do is I'd like, and I, I won't call it networking, but I really do like to talk to other leaders about what they're doing, how they're doing it. Do you, you put know, dates on your calendar? Do you reach out to people you might not know as well to do this? I do. I do. And you mentioned that uh, the, the organization, Legatus, that, that that was another opportunity for me just to meet other professionals. Yeah. Legatus is a professional um, organization. Uh, it's a professional Catholic organization. And so I've been able to meet some really good leaders um, and, and not, not from a networking, hey, we're going to do business together, but just more of how do you lead people and how do you, how do you lead people in all aspects? And it's been really powerful. So there's things like that, that that's where I'm investing some of that time is so, those types of things. So something you naturally wouldn't plug into necessarily due to IT, but from another facet of life and the leaders in that regard, I really, really like that thought. So I'm glad you told us what Legatus is. Well, Tom, we're out of time, but thank you so much for 
taking the time with us to tell your story and give us a little bit of insight into your leadership style and what CGI is doing for its employees, but for Columbus and beyond. We're excited. We got a, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity ahead in, in Central Ohio, and we all want to be part of it. Thank you for having me today. Of course. For our listeners, if you want to learn more about all of Tom's endeavors, please visit CGI.com. You'll find some information about the company there. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let us know by sharing your ratings and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you might listen. Your reviews help people find our show and hear great startup acquisition and business building stories like this one. We read your feedback and we really value your ideas as we plan for future episodes. CBuzz is proudly produced in collaboration with Capital University and we want to say thank you, special one, to our talented students that we were just talking to, faculty and staff, for helping bring this program to life for our listeners. Once again, I'm Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's business-focused podcast, and we hope to catch you next time.